We are recording this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't want to go on the record. Oh no. Oh no. I've fallen <laughs> and I can't get up. She said. Monday. It went by really quickly. I had like, I don't know, like six meetings or something like that. And we did our holiday luncheon, which was like a potluck. So we all had to bring an item for the potluck. Mm. And <laughs> like I, I just like, it's a lot of pressure. Okay. It's a lot of pressure. Like, thank God. I got accolades for mine and I was so glad because I tried a new recipe for crock pot corn casserole. Oh man. I know. And yeah, it was, it was a lot to, to put together. well, it wasn't, it wasn't hard, but I was just really worried because I had never tried it. And it like had me stir everything in at the same time, which like makes sense for a crock pot recipe, but because it's like cornbread based, I was really worried. I was like, cornbread is basically baking and that's yeah. more of a science than cooking is so what do you mean I can just put all of these elements together <laughs> and it was fine I got yeah got positive feedback because people knew I was a little worried <laughs> a little worried excellent <laughs> excellent try to keep the standards low, low. so you can always exceed them low 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 low, low. but Katie, you and I had a really cute moment where we both watched the movie we wanted to watch for today's episode at the yeah. same time last night. Did. Didn't plan it that way at all. Just, Just happened to be watching the same movie at the same time. Magical. Magical. <laughs> Katie, what are we oh, talking about today? We are talking about women in athletics very broadly. And our, to center our conversation, we watched the movie Battle of the Sexes, starring um, Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Yes. So, um, Battle so those were very interesting roles for both of them. Yes. Like, I, I knew it was Emma Stone, but I did not know that was Steve Carell before, yeah. like, from the initial commercials years ago. And this that was the first watching the movie for this was the first time I watched that movie even though I was interested in watching it then I just never got around to it yeah yeah there's there's a lot of um I mean there's a few stories or stories movies about you know women in athletics but I thought this one was you know very blatant and um just a little synopsis um it's a true story of a 1973 tennis match between um, world number one Billie Jean King and the ex-champion and serial hustler Bobby Riggs and so Billie Jean King is played by Emma Stone Bobby Riggs is played by um, Steve Carell who's in his like 55 like 55 ish um, and he is a gambler and you know was once a great star and wasn't anymore but he said you know men are better inherently men are faster men are stronger all these things and she said no 
<laughs> no, you're not. I'm in my late 20s. I'm at the prime of my career. I can beat you. And so she created, created her own tournament and won. And I think back to the Steve Corral thing, I think it's super interesting that he's playing a lot of these very problematic roles. Like he is taking the how problematic it has been to be a man and like played them and not been afraid to. I'm thinking particularly the morning show from Apple TV. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I know what you're talking about, but I haven't. Yeah, with um, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Is it Jennifer Aniston or is it Jennifer Gardner? Jennifer Aniston. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that has to do with sexual assault. And I mean, just as a content warning, we're talking about fitness, sexual violence, sexism, and a couple other related things today for anybody listening. Um, so Mackenzie, what did you think of the movie? Tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I think had like a really natural progression to it and strong character development which I think like for people who's trying to like get a vibe for it like spotlight that type of tone and progression I don't know um and love like I had known just a little bit about Billie Jean King previous to watching it and know know that she's very well known for LGBTQ rights and Mm -hmm. advocacy so um interesting to see how that was interwoven into the storytelling and yeah I I think in some ways I felt like it wouldn't be as much of a good like feel-good movie as it ended up being like I kind of was constantly like braced for something like really yeah aggressive and it didn't really have that per se it definitely had an arc but it felt really tame yeah like it wrapped up really well in a little bow and I didn't know about I didn't know Billy drinking at all before um I watched this movie a couple of years ago, but I remember, I think I must've watched it with my family. Cause I remember my dad being like, this was huge. Like this tennis match was gigantic. It made people watch tennis again. It made like, it was the headline. And so just like, I'm trying, to, I was trying to like think, okay, if it's not big for me at all now, like imagine how different the world was then, you know? <laughs> fair interesting (laughs) yeah also go tom right (laughs) i mean he would have been 10 (laughs) so uh yeah but the way it wraps up with you know she throughout the storyline she had kind of a partner who was a woman who wasn't her husband obviously and um at the end we learned that like Billie Jean and her husband got divorced. They both got remarried and Billie Jean and her partner were godparents to his child. So I just, that was like really cool and really amicable and just 
so different, yeah, than any other kind of, I don't know, victory stories like this. Mm. Yeah. I was pleased by how unproblematic the husband was throughout the whole thing. Yeah. really thought he was going to be something that he wasn't, so. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Um, there are some interesting parts of it, the movie, like um, I want to, you know, we're talking about women in media, particularly when she and Bobby Ray's were talking about, you know, who was going to announce the match. She didn't want a certain announcer to announce it because everything that he said was about the woman's character and their bodies and stuff and not um, inherently about their playing. And so that was cool. It definitely reflects on, you know, how women in athletics are talked about today. Um, I'll admit I'm not the biggest athlete or watcher of sports, but um, can certainly appreciate what women are going through um, and have gone through and breakthroughs that they have too. Mac. Do you have anything to add at this point? Golf in modern day wishes for what tennis got back then, TBH. <laughs> Can you dive into this? You, you were a golf star, right? I was very well known on the links for my ability to hit every person, everything <laughs> imaginable. I made golf dangerous. <laughs> I am what golf has been waiting for all these years. <laughs> that, I am what I have been it waiting is for. dangerous. <laughs> if you're one of us, then golf with us. We make the hipsters fall in love. <laughs> I never thought Kesha and golf would go together. <laughs> Well, that's where we're at on this Monday morning, <laughs> folks, or Monday morning, Monday evening, and Monday, <coughs> almost Monday. 8 p.m. <laughs> Very good. Oh, but, I mean, you ride horse. That's a sport. That is a sport. Are you saying that I don't do other sports, Katie? I don't know what sports you do. Oh, are but we I not know friends. Oh, I know that you like you do did that like pretty like pony club and stuff is like a club and you competed and stuff. Tell me. Yeah, and we've gotten so oh, I'm laughing or smiling because we're very off base on the conversation. Yes, but I guess if we're talking about our relevancy about speaking to athletics, uh, I was a swim coach and I competitively oh, yeah. swam for many years. So I would say if I had to say any organized sport is one I particularly champion, it would be swimming, That's like fair. hiking. I just got a new gym membership. So uh, yeah, 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 just call me Jim Rat McKenzie. I, I will Jeez. call you that one. In the show notes, I'm going to refer to you as Jim Rat McKenzie. Exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> he signed up for my new gym membership over a week ago and I have not gone. So <laughs> <laughs> and I've spoken to an existence. I don't, I think I only told one person I did it. So oh you guys God. are all keeping me accountable. <sighs> yep. Okay. The- we heavily digress <laughs> at this point. Hey, Katie. 
what sports did you do slash do you do what are your organized sports um I did quite a few as a young person like before I was 18 um the longest running was volleyball I also swam for a little bit you know did like a year of basketball track um is that it maybe that was it not much of a runner I don't do organized sports now although I like to play racquetball with Josh very casually (laughs) um yeah I like to just like take fitness classes um I am on the athletic side of TikTok however are you really yeah how did that happen I think like I like to watch the different like workouts you can do at home and things and now all of a sudden I'm like seeing push-up challenges and all these different things and uh, different how to isolate your body (laughs) muscle groups and stuff (laughs) it's good it's good that sounds like ideal content I swear, if that came through my For You page, I would get off the app. So the clock app would be officially done. It, it feels kind of like a surround yourself with what you want to manifest for yourself sort of thing. Even though I'm really bad at manifesting it. So You're not good at manifesting it? No. Really bad. Kitty, you're so successful. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think in this sphere I'm as successful as I could be. (laughs) But anyways, there's a lot um, about women athletes right now in the media. And I want to talk about a couple things. Um, One, there was a settlement against Larry Nassar and USA Gymnastics recently. And then the Olympics are coming up. And I want to talk about those as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, one thing I was just going to say is no matter anybody's opinion about all the athletics that exist in this world, I think 99.9% of humanity follows gymnastics at the Olympics. I think that's like the one universal thing that we can all get behind because it's just flabbergasting. Like just how does the human body do any of that? incredible ridiculous no idea yeah and so when the Larry Nassar things came out and then you're like these are America's children essentially like yeah, they are absolutely yeah so yeah. I think that also like it deserved media attention and also I think we were all like real amplified about the situation yeah yes and the situation if you are living under a rock and haven't heard about it or are just protected um he was a doctor for usa gymnastics who assaulted over 300 women and girls for whom he was trusted to provide care and i believe this is the largest case in u.s history um it's especially significant because of its media coverage and relevant today for two reasons but first I want to give a media mention um there's a podcast called Believed on Apple Podcasts by NPR I believe Michigan Radio and it tells the story in a nine-part series um it's really good it's really hard um but definitely goes into it 
Um, so it's relevant for two reasons. One, because on December 13th, uh, the survivors received a settlement. Um, so that's December 13th of 2021. And it, that's a sort of form of justice. Um, I have a quote from a CNN article. Can I read it to you? Yes, Okay. please. A settlement proposal of $425 million was previously submitted in August, but a modified settlement of $380 million was later agreed upon. The majority of the settlement will be paid by insurers, but the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee will pay around $34.4 million and will loan around $6.1 million to USA Gymnastics. Um, this is the second nine-figure settlement for the victims of master's abuse. In 2018, Michigan State University agreed to pay $500 million to settle lawsuits brought by 332 victims of Nasser. Nasser, the long-term doctor of USA Gymnastics team and Michigan State University, is serving a 60-year sentence in federal prison on child pornography charges. He was also sentenced to a 40 to 175-year state prison sentence in Michigan after pleading guilty to seven counts of criminal sexual misconduct. So you'll see that doesn't quite even um, amass to the 332 victims and survivors. Um, so it's significant because there are very large names that have come forward, um, significant in the number of women who were hurt. Um, and like though these survivors will never be the same, they have at least received some funds to counter the legal and medical fees that come with abuse like this. Um, and also we're seeing a man, a perpetrator of sexual violence get punished and that's huge. It's just so hard to know how long he was able to wield his power and navigate the system without being caught mm -hmm. and considering the vulnerability of who he committed a crime against and it's just that's a lot it's I'm really glad we're talking about this now and still because I think there's been points where this has come up over the last few years, but um, to continue to speak it into existence. And I, I love that you tied it in that the settlement just happened like mm -hmm. last week. So, um, <clears throat> I think one other just interesting thing that we didn't really know in here and it, it it's not really a related to the athletics piece of it, but um, in addition to the believed podcast, which probably incorporates these elements, but there's something really interesting about his trial or sentencing where the judge was a woman, um, I believe a woman of color and just so empathetic and thoughtful and allowed all victims to speak their truth survivors to speak their truth um and again some big names that could hold a lot of shame 
around the topic and prefer not to speak up, spoke in depth and eloquently um, about their experiences and what it meant to them. And oh, it's heartbreakingly beautiful. Yeah. 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 So if anybody, I'm sure that the whole recording of the, all of those testimonials exist mm -hmm. and can be watched, but I'm, I'm also fairly confident they're getting intertwined into the podcast. And um, I think there's a documentary too. So yeah, that sounds right. <sighs> so no, Katie, thank you for that. Yeah. Will you share a little bit more about? Yes. yes. Athletics, gymnastics, Olympics, women. Yes. I said, so one, because um, the settlement is coming or just happened. So that's pretty relevant. And then two, the Olympics are coming up. And so one of our favorite, our being America, um, America's favorite gymnast, Simone Biles, competed in the previous Olympic Games, um, the summer games, because the winter games are starting February 4th, I believe. Um, they were supposed to happen in 2020, but then there was COVID, so they were in 2021 in Tokyo. Um, Simone Biles was under scrutiny and pressure that impacted her performance after sharing that she was a survivor of Nasser's abuse, and she was named 2021 Athlete of the Year by Time Magazine. And they share like a really beautiful um, little paragraph about her courageousness to show up for herself. And I'd love to share that with you if that's okay. Yeah. Um, on July 27th, the careful tapestry of control that Biles 24 had stitched, to get, had stitched began to unravel, or at least it started to until she responded in a way that stunned millions of viewers around the world. In the middle of the Olympics, for which she had trained for five years and which was supposed to be the triumphant capstone on a historic career, Biles slipped on her warm-up suit, packed her competition bag, and told her teammates she wouldn't be competing with them, but rather cheering them on in the team event. Her mind and body weren't in sync, she said, which put her at serious risk. She also withdrew from her next four events, returning only to participate in the final one. At an Olympics in which five gold medals for Biles seemed preordained, she won a team silver and a balance being bronze. And here we have a woman who has gone through hell that nobody should go through, and she chose herself. She chose her own mental health, her own physical health, and, you know, to have literally the weight of the world on you. And I mean, watching it like there was so much pressure from commentators so much pressure from social media to like why is she doing that like why did she step off she doesn't look like she's injured what's going on she chose herself she knew what she needed to do and that takes huge amounts of bravery huge <sighs> it really does and I mean <clears throat> I know that my uh my algorithms on the socials would be inclined this direction, but I truly saw 95% of my feed was support toward her and very rarely was there scrutiny. Um, and a really great reminder. And I think a, a message that a lot of us took home about what does it look like to 
listen to yourself, be intuitive, um, validate how you're feeling, draw boundaries, um, and could have been so dangerous for what she was being asked to do. She had competed while she felt out of sync. I mean, to be throwing yourself around, <laughs> literally throwing your body up in the air and down toward the ground and out around mats and stuff. There's so much danger that could happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see such a supportive community because I think even five years ago, it wouldn't have been there for her. So very neat. I, one more mention that's yeah. not super related, but I can't think of gymnastics without thinking of Make It or Break It, which is a TV show that was on ABC <laughs> Family. My and God. I think there's only like three seasons of it. They're really preparing for the Olympics. Um, and the, the women who are actors are like real gymnasts. So they're doing their own stunts most of the time. And uh, it just like, if you need a really crappy early 2000s watch like the gymnastics part of it's real but (laughs) it is both cleansing and ridiculous all at the same time it's just incredible just really can't recommend it enough I a thousand percent forgot about it it's you can watch it on freeform or ABC (laughs) I think on Hulu too yeah with a premium yeah wow I digress kitty what's what's being on topic for this okay I will also I had two major major crushes on two of the characters so I know I know wow they're both love interests they were the pizza place guys that's what happens when you watch ABC Packers before you're ready <laughs> yeah yeah well, yeah <laughs> I can't argue. I cannot argue. Uh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Okay. Another reason we're speaking about the Olympics, and I mentioned it before, is that the Winter Olympics are coming up um, in Beijing in February. And U.S. is among a number of countries participating in a diplomatic boycott, meaning officials will not be there but the athletes will compete. Um, This comes from, you know, some officials citing human rights abuses in China, including atrocities against some ethnic minorities and the crackdown on pro-democracy in Hong Kong. Um, Recently, not really related to the Olympics, but tying it back to tennis, actually, um, the safety and freedom of a Chinese tennis star I, I think her name is Peng Shui, Shui, I'm really bad at pronunciation, um, that's been in question, and an article from Vox states, in case you are not, you know, this is kind of an aside, in case you are not aware of what is going on, um, quote, in November, in a November 2nd post on Chinese social media app, Weibo, Peng accused former Vice President Zhang Gaoli of sexual assault. Within minutes, the post disappeared. Shortly thereafter, all mentions of Ping on social media did too. 
Although she has since reappeared in videos released by Chinese state media, it is still unclear whether she is safe and able to speak freely. And her case has been drawn has drawn support from tennis stars like Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, and Novak Djokovic, as well as the Women's Tennis Association. Unquote. So, here we have another case of probable sexual assault, and a woman has all but disappeared from, from this world. Um, so violence is still very real and happening, and. Um, you know, in this arena, it is around sports, athletics. And that's something I think that we need to know and look at going into an Olympics in China. I honestly thought when you were starting the conversation about the Olympics in China and reasons why countries aren't participating, I thought it was going to be because COVID was known as like the Chinese virus and all of that. So this is less superficial and more heartbreaking than I could have guessed. Like, I mean, that's incredibly hurtful for that to have ever been or continue to be perpetrated, the, the correlation between COVID and China. But wow (laughs) right right thank Uh, you katie for current events uh, you're welcome unfortunately they're happening um you know i have i have a huge list here of other things we could talk about today but i'm not going to i just wanted to bring a few of those stories um i'm going to mention them though you know one is funding and pay Two, quality and quantity of equipment provided to women's teams in comparison to men's teams in the same divisions even. Three, uniform styles versus practicality. Four, conversations around the people who are trans competing, competing in sports events. Five, how media covers performance versus analyzing the quality of a woman. Oh, how media covers men's performance versus analyzing the qualities of women athletes. So like, Men's performance versus, you know. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. This this woman sucks. Just in general, like we hate her because she didn't perform well, <laughs> um, which has zero correlation. Um, She's a bitch, right? So catty, <laughs> sore loser. <laughs> anyway. Um, those were all in jest. Um, number six, ESPN hires primarily blonde and white women. And there's a lot to think about in terms of reform and recovery from these spaces to make it an equal playing field for everyone, regardless of gender. So, yeah. Um, and as we talk about like equality and equity, just <laughs> like both so far from equality in all these spaces and also if there is a significant gap between women participating in organized sports versus men participating in organized sports then that means there are additional barriers that are cultural that are other reasons why and would even require even more investment and energy and support in order to overcome those in addition to just meeting an equal standard, which should exist and be happening, but is not. I wanna, I'm looking up the Olympics medal, um, what is it, compensation? Um, 
And I think we all know this a lot in relation to like the soccer teams, women's soccer team versus men. (laughs) That was a really significant focus of conversations that exists for every sport, women's Um, basketball versus men's basketball. Yeah, there's um, like Megan Rapinoe and Abby Wamba um, are just two U.S. women's soccer players who come to mind who have kind of challenged the norms in recent years. Well, if you want to know something just really interesting, again, (laughs) saying that I'm an equestrian, um, (laughs) you know, six to 14, you're going to see eight out of 10 writers at least being women or girls women um but then through teenage years and beyond a little less women and a little bit more men and then if you go and look at olympic athletes men dominate the field on the olympic level even Mm -hmm. though that the intake level is they're insignificant because they are receiving more support and they have more financial means to make this possible and there's even instructors who seek out supporting men because I don't know just because of the oddballs when they're younger they feel kind of bad oh you're the only boy in the mix (laughs) (sighs) well speaking of compensation so like yeah I I was looking this up because I saw it somewhere um some countries don't pay at all you get like different levels of compensation a lot of times for whether you got like a bronze silver gold medal at the olympics um some pay a lot some pay a little or nothing um the united states pays olympics you get a gold medal thirty seven thousand five hundred dollars for a silver twenty two four hundred for a bronze fifteen thousand additional like grants and benefits like health insurance and stuff apply um some get paid some that don't pay at all for medals it is like include like great britain norway sweden and new zealand and some pay over six figures like singapore seven hundred thirty-eight thousand for metal or for gold that's wild yeah so i mean to think about that like there's a lot of patriotism I feel like that comes with being at an Olympic game and obviously the U.S. is using it among other countries to boycott China but these Olympic gold medalists are frankly getting paid less for their efforts than I make in a year and I honestly don't think that should happen because I think they work a lot harder than I do. There's a lot Katie, more you're in, in a new job. You shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> well, there's there's a lot more strain in an Olympic men or Olympic gold medalist life than mine. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you on conference day. What do you mean? Yeah, you have. Shock and awe. I could round those balance beams. Boom. Boom. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Katie, thank you again for making all these connections. I think that it's just so relevant. It's, I, I have to say, I don't think this is a topic that 
I would have personally pursued. And that makes it even better to hear it from you and be forced to take these steps because it is incredibly compelling, incredibly compelling. And like, we can't just talk about inclusivity and accessibility and equity in spaces that we're inclined toward. We have to talk about them in all spaces. So, yeah. I just like, I, I appreciate you showing up and I, I, it just feels like, even though I'm not like an athlete, athlete, especially at this point in my life, like I feel so much for these people whose livelihood and lives are their bodies. And then like having to go through all of this on top of that and like stretch themselves so thin, I can't imagine the pressure to take steroids or do harmful things to your body. I can't imagine. So um, yeah, it deserves to be talked about. And there's much more to talk about too. We'll probably um, follow up in a check-in and yeah. 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 I think Katie outlined like six additional topics for us to get into. So <laughs> it's not over till it's over. Is what oh, I'm shit. Is, did I just do the starting work here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love those moments. It's like, go past Katie. Nice. Um, all right. Well, I think we can wrap it up here, um, knowing that there's a lot more to come and maybe a transition to our sweet as wine and wine about it. Are you gonna sing? No, I really just need a burp. <laughs> How ladylike. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's the kitty I know and love. <laughs> <laughs> you took a screenshot of me sticking my tongue out, didn't you? <laughs> I think you grabbed a picture. No, I should have. That would have been better. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and jump in here. Yeah. Oh, God, I always debate, I, as if I don't always start with the negative and I know the positive, but <laughs> <laughs> it feels like you go either way. Um, my white about it. I have spoken about it recently, but I've just, I've been feeling out of sync lately um I miss the spark I miss the dazzle mm. I miss the excitement and like some levity and so that's my whine about it just like it's dark and it's getting cold and normally I find more joy even in that even though it's not my preference and just there's been so much good happening lately and I would like to soak it up a little bit more so yeah uh yeah hmm. I'm not always like some of the joy things like Christmas like I like seeing my family but I'm not a huge holiday person hmm. so and there's like gift giving and some of it becomes a little bit more stressful than worth it in my very <laughs> humble opinion I hate saying that because I'm so delighted when I get a gift <laughs> you really need to find somebody who's good at gift giving so that I can yeah. <laughs> like really piggyback off of that <laughs> I know something that you're gonna get for Christmas 
The scandal. The scandal. Tell Jane thank you for me. Um, <laughs> you tell her yourself. <laughs> but yeah, that's my whine about it is I want to be more intentional with gratitude. Okay. As it's come a little harder to me lately and also doing the hard not attractive not intuitive things because they're good for me like um like I think if I like think of my perfect day if I'm like oh if I just need to soak up all the joy and sunshine and excitement in the world it is a day in which I have nothing planned and I just beep bop from one thing to the next to the next with no intentionality and no thought process and just only off of this very particular part of my brain that's just feeling it out um and I got to do some of that this weekend so that was kind of nice too I went to the library it just was like a thought that popped in my head um I went and saw my horse which I've been putting off for a couple of weeks yeah. I feel really guilty about that so I gotta see Jonesy Aww. so anyways I, I it's like just enjoying those moments that they don't have to be more than that like I went to see my horse and I was like ah oh, you know I'd love to ride but it was actually really windy out there and really brisk and so mm. I was like is it really worth like he hasn't been ridden for a month so <laughs> how much do I really want to pop on him and have like the little baby running all around yeah. and being upset it was just like a whole thing I was like why is it just not enough to brush him and tell him he's loved and give him some apples and kisses uh-huh. on his nose and the oh. muzzle so Anyways, so my ideal day is no plans, just intuitive feeling it all out, doing my little independent spirit thing, and I can be adversive to routine, and when I need routine the most is when I'm least inclined to do it, Mm. and I feel the need for routine. If I'm feeling a lack of joy, it is because I'm not having enough structure in my life ensuring that I am... in order to be like to deviate and be planless you have to be rebelling against having steady plans (laughs) I don't have the steady plans right now (laughs) that's fair and I think with some of my habits like I they're so automatic that I'm not getting the boost from them I normally would either so anyways my line about it is that despite a lot of good things happening I I need need a little bit more routine I think for me to feel more grounded so that when I'm flying high in the sky of diamonds then it's more fun that's my hypothesis okay stick into it I don't know interesting it's weird I what do I got I need to plan so I can break my plans I need a plan so I can break my plans I like it thank you and then my sweetest wine is that <laughs> the opposite of what I just said. I get a week off of work. So remember oh, when yeah. I said I really need structure and routine and I'm going to start doing that for myself? I have an entire week of unstructured time. Nice. <laughs> How's that going to go? I'm so happy about it. I'm so happy. <laughs> Okay, so Mackenzie, here you got a job. That's a routine. You work every single day, and you're taking a break. Taking a break. 
taking a break from for, ho- for the holidays, which you don't particularly enjoy. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and that was a song somebody originally wrote for their seventh grade uh, variety show when Ooh. I was in eighth grade. No, it wasn't me. I just remember it. What is it? I just pulled it up. It's called Taking a Break from Boy. Uh, <laughs> Taking a Break from Boys. And it's by Sophronia Vowles. And I just, it's really catchy. I, she sang it once at a variety show when I was, when we were in junior high. And I I don't know the whole thing anymore, but I just, it's, I'm taking a break from boys. They're all just the same. I'm taking a break from boys. Do you know this person anymore? I think it's probably been since high school since I've talked to them, but now I really want them to re-record this for me. I feel like you need to at least tell them that you remember. <laughs> I don't think that would surprise them at all, actually. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it would be kind of traumatic if somebody was like, I remember a thing you did. Oh, I don't want anybody to remember what I did in junior high, but... <laughs> it's so catchy truly the Hannah Montana of Waverly Iowa wow 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 and extra proud of myself to get back on topic my sweetest wine about having a week off of work is I also will only be home for like the long weekend for Christmas I had like debated about sticking around longer and all of that but I think it'll be really good for me to like go to bed and wake up in my own bed for a week and you know use this gym membership that I started and (laughs) yeah Yeah, my own structure in my own ways it'll be really good to be in my own home deep clean my room probably reorganize all the good stuff good yeah awesome sauce I need to get myself busy I have so many books I maybe we'll try to read as many books as you read in a week year in a week well I just met our eating goal so <gasps> congratulations is that your sweetest wine or is that just an accomplishment I, we can, I don't want to be anything oh congratulations thank you and you are two weeks early ma'am I know so you're supposed to be reading books. on new year's eve to make it happen well here's what's is happening because you're a cheater no, actually, I tried to cheat and then I couldn't get into the like 10 page book I wanted to read. Um, here's what's happening though I have book club tomorrow. I, okay, pause. Are you done with your sweet as wine? Wine about it. I, I don't want to take time for okay. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm ready for you, baby. Well, one of my wine about it is more sad than anything because book club is done tomorrow really yeah forever yeah why was that decided um because people don't need it anymore it was born out of covid and um attendance has kind of dropped and nobody was really in a position there to do it because i was only going to do it through the end of the year anyway and nobody's picking it up so i mean she said it's going to start having a book club absolutely yeah absolutely can a very loose book club a loose book club yeah I have a recommendation Um, for our first books what I asked a friend for a recommendation when I was at the library because I picked out four books and I feel like I needed one that deviated from the other ones that was like fun so I asked if they had like a fun short YA new adult whatever little number 
and they said that if I had never read the Princess Diaries books I absolutely needed to okay so that's what I'm gonna read next week I love it thank you that's I'm putting on the list here that's we're gonna be our book club we're gonna do a Princess Diaries kickoff to the she said book club excellent excellent (laughs) Um, thank you Blair (laughs) my favorite person I've ever gone to prom with (laughs) aww Sorry, Jack. Uh, <laughs> I, I would I, I went both ears and with different people. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. So right. how are you feeling about the closing that chapter? Because again, that was a covert comfort. And yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so it's tomorrow at 7:30 p.m. and I'm only halfway through my book. <gasps> so-, <laughs> so you're gonna finish it? yeah tonight i'm probably gonna skim it powered it josh peter smith if you're listening you didn't hear that um because it's yeah i found it hard even though it's a good book um i'm sad that it's ending i guess um but happy that i'll be able to read whatever i want to read yeah um a little bit more you time yeah i've been kind of constrained I've, I've been like, okay, I'm going to read a physical Wartburg book club book. I'm going to read one on like one for like fun on my phone or iPad. And then I'm going to listen to one. And now I have all of these hardcover books <laughs> that I want to read that I just didn't have like the um for before. Um, so very excited about that possibility. And I do have like a mini book club friend group that, um, Actually, I have a couple, but one hasn't met in a long time. The other one I read um, like Margaret Atwood books with, and that's a lot of fun. Um, just like dystopia and um, just forward thinking and very feminist and environmentalist and really fucked up sometimes, but really good. Um, up in the head. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's, it's kind of as sweet as wine and wine about it all wrapped in one, but, um, yeah, I would, I, you know, I think it served a purpose for me too. Like it gave me work when I didn't have a lot of work to do and help me do some event planning. And, you know, somebody, a friend just asked my advice on how to plan a zoom event. And that came from book club totally. So, you know, I think a lot of good, but it has been long overdue to end it. Um, let's see, sweet as wine, wine about it. Um, I'm excited to see my family and have a normal-ish holiday normal-ish yeah it's, it's just a little different now that my dad is going to be preaching on Christmas Eve so our plans look different than every other year I've been alive yeah so, um but it'll be good it'll be good you get to see Tom do his thing what you get to see Tom do his thing yeah it'll be great and are you going to where they are now or are you is it yeah. Madison yeah, yeah where, where they, they are, are now. now yeah they have two services and I'll go to just one <laughs> And then we'll go see like our, a fuller family, um, Christmas day. So 
Well, in different locale, how, how does it feel not to be going home to Madison for the holidays? We're, I mean, the other families and just like around Madison. So I'll be yeah. around and I might spend time, some time there um, with friends and things like that. So I'm yeah. looking forward to all of that. Um, but yeah, it'll be very, very good. I think this is the first, like, especially now that we're like officially married, we've been together celebrating the holidays in Wisconsin before, but um, I think it'll be definitely like a, I'm going to my parents' home and not mine. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of strange. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. 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 But weird. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. So I think I have some big U.S. wine here. Are you going to drink some wine with your meals and whatnot? I should. I'm drinking them with my own Sprite because my tummy didn't feel too great. But oh, no. I'm sorry. It's okay. I had, we had Rudy's tacos for lunch today. Is that why your tummy doesn't feel so great? I really think it is. Why? <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> and when you say we had Rudy's tacos, you, Dan, and Jane. And um the JPEC team across the hall. From us. Oh, right, right, right. Because it was a Chris, it was a holiday party. Yes. And we went bowling afterward and it was great. I did not drink enough water. And I had, you know, not that many tacos, but shit. It made me feel bloated. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I love Mexican food so much. I, I really don't feel like this was Mexican, Mexican food. <laughs> really, the authentic, the authentic, why can't I say that word right now? Authenticity. <laughs> the authenticity wasn't there for you, Katie? No. No. I could totally make this myself. <laughs> and it's the okay. food, it, it's, it's always concerning a little bit when the food is out in like 10 minutes or less. <laughs> like mm, too fast. yeah you took those olives right from the can <laughs> awesome <laughs> i feel more and more lucky for tasty tacos after this conversation tasty tacos tasty tacos it's a chain in the morning area mm. it's really good not fuzzy's tacos also a really good different thing mm. yeah <sighs> all right well we will come back next week. The release date. Check-in. Yep, the release date for that is January twelfth. So. Hey, bye everybody. We'll play <laughs> while you sleep. Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs>